the Born to be Brave Tour. Because every boy needs a man to look up to. It's been awesome. It's just a reminder. Thinking about the, the gift that God's given them and, and really minimizing the distractions and things that Satan can put in our minds. It's been great just worshiping with my son. Talked about the lies the enemy tells us, the labels that get put on us. Love the wheel of destruction. Crushing the wheel. What was your favorite thing that they smashed? The fan. Yeah. It's been amazing just to uh, be able to bring our sons here and reconnect with them, but as dads to think about how we can be intentional fathers and purposeful fathers. Join us for a night of adventure. Live worship featuring A Day Awaits, The Wheel of Destruction, and 2,000 ping pong balls. Born to be brave. For more info, go to borntobebravetour.com. Welcome to the True Girl Momcast, where we'll learn a lot, we'll laugh a lot, and we'll have biblical conversation about raising daughters because that struggle is real. But guess what? You, my friend, are not alone. I'm one of your hosts, Janet Milan, and I'll be joined in a minute by my good friends, Dana Gresh and Shani McKenzie, to talk about how to help our daughters trust God's providence. How do we help our girls trust God even when what he's doing doesn't seem to make sense to their human brains? And on today's podcast, Shani shares about a fun partnership with Operation Christmas Child. Dana will tell us how she found diapers in her mailbox, and you'll get to find out why my family chooses to hang out with strangers on Christmas morning. Let's dive in. Introducing a brand new True Girl live stream event, the BFF's Mom-Daughter Workshop. BFF stands for Besties, Frenemies, and Foes. It's on November 7th at 7 p.m. Eastern Time. Dana and I are teaming up with Kelly Needham, author of Friendish, Reclaiming Real Friendship in a Culture of Confusion. Guys, she literally wrote the book on friendship. <laughs> we want to help moms and their daughters have strong, healthy friendships in a live workshop. In the first half of the workshop, Kelly will help you, moms, do friendship better. Then we'll bring your daughter in as Dana shares some of her best ideas from her book, A Girl's Guide to Best Friends and Mean Girls. Go to the link in our show notes or check Check out mytruegirl.com today for details and registration information. Okay, Dana and Shani, tell me about a time God truly provided for you. Like you just, your mind was blown mm. because God just was like, boom, here you go. Over and over, really. Yeah. Now let me think one specific one. Do you have one, Shani? I, yeah, I have one. Um, and actually it came from a period of time in our lives where Ethan and I really had started to just be intentional about giving out of our need and just giving, you know? Um, and we had given someone upwards of $1,500 and we were like, okay, Lord, you know, this, this, this was a sacrifice, but we, mm. we believe the Lord was telling us to give this amount. And this couple came up to us in church and we'd hung out with them maybe once. <laughs> and the husband was crying and he was like, I, he's like, God has just like been laying you guys on our hearts and he, I have to give this to you. And we're like, okay. <laughs> so we opened the check and it's a check for $2,000. And I was like, hmm. what? <laughs> I mean, I like, I lost it <laughs> yeah. in church. And I, I was like, oh my goodness. And first of all, I was just like, wow, this, this stuff really does happen. I think, you know, you kind of like, oh, well, that right. never happened to me or, you know, God right. provides, but not. Yeah. But it was just so amazing. Um, and God was like, I, I've got you. Right. Yeah. <laughs> Just keep doing what you're doing. That's so, so that was, cool. Mm. Do you have one, Janet? Yeah, actually, I remember a time when Andy and I were struggling financially in a major big way. And we we were at the point where like 
we're going to the grocery store and I had to write, I had to write every cost of everything to make sure I had enough cash to even to do it. And um, to, to for the groceries, like I just it was really, really intense and tight. And one time we were at home and all of a sudden a car pulls up and people just started unloading bags of groceries into our breezeway of our house and filled mm. it with groceries. Wow. I don't even, I don't remember even exactly who they were in this moment, but like dog food, cat food, like all these things that we needed. Wow. And Andy and I just got on our knees in our kitchen at our, at our table there and just cried and hmm. thanked God for his provision. Cause it was, hmm. it was unbelievable. It was just really Beautiful. made us feel seen and known by God. Uh, I'm remembering a time when I opened my mailbox and had that sense of feeling seen and known by God. Um, we were probably in our 20s, Bob and I, and we had one son at the time. He was still in diapers. Robbie was still in diapers. Yes, Robbie Crash wore diapers. And um, <laughs> and uh, we were out of money. We had just started a marketing agency, weren't, didn't have hardly any clients. We had like one client. It was a Christian school. wasn't even our own state. We'd done the work for free because nobody else wanted us. Mm. And um, I'm going home thinking, I have two diapers in the in the baby's backpack, and I think I have a scoop of formula, some crackers, and tuna. That's it. That's mm -hmm. in my house. Lord, what is going to feed us if you don't show up in some special mm -hmm. way? Mm -hmm. What am I going to do tonight? I get home. I open the mailbox up, and I'm rifling through bills. And then there's this handwritten envelope, and I open it, and it was a check. Mm -hmm. that basically said, I heard you did some free work for our Christian school, so I wanted to bless you with this grocery money. Wow. It wasn't a lot. It was like $150. Wow. But I'll tell you what, I felt like I won the lottery. Yeah. And the fact that it arrived on that day when the need was so mm -hmm. big, who can time that but mm -hmm. God? Mm -hmm. God is our provider. And thank the Lord. It was Janet, people in your life that brought the groceries, mm -hmm. that man that wrote that big right. check. And, and somebody, I don't even know if you're listening, thank you for the groceries. It was really, really needed. God moved their hearts. But he was ultimately the one that was our provider. And you're going to give us a little bit of scriptural encouragement for those of us who maybe need him to show up like that. Yeah. Yeah. Wow, Dana. That's it's, it's so wonderful. You just said, um, God, what's going to feed us? And mm -hmm. our theme verse for this month for our box is Matthew 6, 25, 26. And it says, that is why I tell you not to worry about everyday life, whether you have enough food and drink enough clothes to wear. Isn't life more than food and your body more than clothing? Look at the birds. They don't plant or harvest or store food in barns for your heavenly father feeds them. Mm. And aren't you far more valuable to him than they are? Amen. Dan, I bet when you received that check, hmm. you gave God some great praise. Oh, <laughs> yes. And, oh, and yeah. Janet, mm -hmm. you and Andy were on your knees. Yeah, just sobbing. Thanking God. Yeah. Mm. And the person's generosity in in both of those cases, and in my case, it relieves a stress for you. Mm -hmm. And it gave you yet one more reason to look up. Mm -hmm. Another time you can see God's provision. One of my favorite scriptures is 2 Corinthians 9-11. And that scripture says, you will be enriched in every way so that you can be generous on every occasion. Mm -hmm. And through <laughs> us, your generosity will result in thanksgiving to God. And Paul really meant that from the bottom of his heart. 
He wasn't wishing for the church to have wealth just to have fun or to indulge themselves. His desire was solely based on them using their resources to make a positive impact on others. Mm. And genuine compassion leads us to see possessions as a tool for spreading happiness and inspiring gratitude towards God. It's like one thing leads to another, right? And that main thing is showing God our gratitude and seeing him as our provision. But a recent Barna study shows that, unfortunately, Christians have become less giving and more materialistic. Uh-oh. Oh, sad face. Yes. Mm. And so, I mean, starting with millennials and Gen X and all of the, the older generations seem to give more. But our younger Christians... They're not coming into their adulthood with that heart, huh? Are not, uh. are not doing it. So how do we teach our daughters... To grab hold <laughs> of the 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 giving mentality hmm. that God is the provider, but he uses us to be the hands. He uses us to be the feet. He uses right. us. Um, and Janet, can you read Acts 4.32? Yep. All the believers were united in heart and mind, and they felt that what they owned was not their own. So they shared everything they had. The apostles testified powerfully to the resurrection of the Lord Jesus, and God's great blessing was upon them all. There were no needy people among them, Mm -hmm. because those who own land or houses would sell them and bring the money to the apostles to give to those in need. The absolutes in this. (laughs) Yeah, I love this scripture, the absolutes. And it it says that they shared everything, Mm -hmm. everything they had. Like that, there were no needy people among them. Like those are absolutes. Mm-hmm. And the passage, it's it's giving us a glimpse into the state of the early Christian church, right? The early Christian community. And this was right after Peter and John had healed a man at the gate of the temple and the religious leaders of the time, they were concerned about the message and the influence of the apostles. The apostles and, and the church, they were getting such opposition and, and threats. They were facing this every day. But the believers in that church still showed remarkable unity and generosity. And I think, Dana, Bob's vision for Graceway, mm. I want you to explain that a little oh, bit. Yeah. Um, that encompasses this this very thing. This is exactly what Acts 432 yeah, is. Yeah, my husband about. has such a heart of generosity. In fact, Shani, I just texted him that verse from Second mm-hmm. Corinthians. You will be enriched in every way so that you can be generous on every occasion. Because I thought mm-hmm. of my husband mm-hmm. when you said that. That's his heart. He really believes that the that Acts 2 demonstrates a right view of ownership for believers, mm-hmm. that none of it's really ours. It's right. it's collectively belongs to all of us. Yeah. And sharing with others should be modeled in our hearts and our lives continually. Mm-hmm. Um, but we also have seen all these surveys that say that churches are one of the greatest public use space wasters. According to some st- statistics and measurement, fellowship halls of Protestant churches stand empty 90, 95% of the time. Wow. Like, think about that. And most churches <laughs> wow. report they have at least one room that stands empty continually. It's never used. Right. Mm-hmm. So Bob has a heart to build a ministry facility for the ministry of True Girl and our brother ministry, Born to be Brave, as well as we have a Christian high school that we operate through the ministries. They're kind of sister ministries. 
Um, but we don't want to just build it for our ministries. We want to share it with at least two local congregations. So we're praying for God mm-hmm. to bring those two congregations, but we want that that building to be wrung out and used up. Mm-hmm. Like we want scuffs on the walls. Right. Someone's going to have to clean them off because they'll drive me crazy, <laughs> but we want scuffs <laughs> on the walls. Like, you know what I'm saying? Right. Like that's the heart. If yeah. we're going to do this, God's first of all going to have to be our provider because yes. we have no ability to build this building, but we're trusting mm-hmm. God, that Graceway would be a multi-ministry facility for our ministries and at least two congregations. That is, that vision excites me. Mm-hmm. It excites me because it's like, that's helping to bear up a burden in the church community. Yeah. Right. And it's no different when it comes to our daughters. Mm. I mean, from, from their siblings to the sandbox, we're teaching our kiddos at a very young age how to share and how to give. Um, if they pull out candy in front of friends, we're saying, do you have enough to share? You know, we're not going to we're not mm-hmm. going to pull that out unless you could give some to Billy and Sue. Right. <laughs> oh, I don't Billy know any Sue. Billys or I'm Sue's. Sure you don't. Like, I don't yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and we want them to be kind and considerate. And I think a lot of times we um, really, really push that when they're younger. And and sometimes it's not reinforced as much as they're as they're getting older but this is the time they really need to to hear this and know this especially as this generation is is getting away from <laughs> this generosity getting away from this giving and we want them to be kind and considerate but god doesn't want us to teach them that just for the sake of having good manners hmm. he wants them to know that being unified in the spirit is the first step to generosity Our daughters will get to see God's provision more clearly in their own lives as they are unified with the body of Christ around them. And they recognize their part in the church, taking care of each other's needs. It's not this self-focus, this I need, I need, I need. You know your needs are going to be taken care of and you're taking care of the next person's needs and you're, you're God's provision in action. The second step is we're teaching them to hold things loosely um, the first time I heard that phrase, Dan, it was actually you. <laughs> the concept I I had heard and knew, but you said when I first met you, um, you were talking about the farm mm-hmm. and you were like, I love my farm. I love it. But at that time, God was telling you to hold that, hold that bad boy loosely. Yes. And it was, it was hard. He's still telling me that. He's still telling you that. But that's, I mean, you love that farm. Yeah. That farm is your heart, but you also know God has another plan for that farm. You yeah. don't know when I have to when figure out coming. what that is. <laughs> right. But, but, but that going back to Acts 2 is like they were willing to sell their, their houses land. and their land. Yeah. Yeah. Like that's how radically they wanted to be yeah. the providers that God intended them to be. Yeah. And to think mm-hmm. like... We think of that as radical, like this was just what they did. And when we don't see these material things as our own, then we can hold them loosely and give them away freely to help someone else, which in turn shows God's providence. And this this early church was intentional. Mm -hmm. Right. And that's that's the last thing um, we need to teach our daughters. I think that they can provide for those in need even when they're not asked to do so. Like they were, the early church was intentional about recognizing the need among them and using what God gave them to supply Mm. that need. Mm -hmm. They weren't just sitting waiting for someone to say, hey, um, do you have have $50 you can give to this? Or or do you have a a plot of land that 
they just did it. Yeah. Um, and that that is something that is a, an unction that only can come from the Holy Spirit, hmm. but unified in the community of Christ. So, you know what the other's needs are. So, Dana, someone might not have known you needed specifically diapers. Right. Mm, right. But it was laid upon their heart yeah. to provide for you. And and that's what we can teach our girls. Al- allow the Holy Spirit to to burden your heart with that. Mm hmm. So that he can show you how to help provide for those in your community. Mm. Oh, love that. That's so important. That is, ah, you're speaking my husband's love language today. So, you know, (laughs) um, what, how do we make it practical for our daughters though? Because like we've Mm. talked about giving away land and farms (laughs) and like this, how do we bring it down to- Everyone go sell your house right now. Yeah, yeah. So, so how do we bring it down to a level that helps our daughters with this concept of generosity? What's what have you guys done with your girls? Well, I always feel weird sharing this because I feel like it's just our normal, but other people think it's not normal. So <laughs> I guess I'll just share it. But um, actually, this is something I've probably learned from my mom. Now that I think about it, in our home growing up, we always had someone else living with us. It seemed like there was just somebody who needed a place to stay for either a long period of time and. And some of them were really unique and some of them were not as unique. It was very interesting mm-hmm. <laughs> having people yeah. live with us. So I learned that, like opening up your home from her. But so we've done that in our family. We've had people live with us in various circumstances and spaces. And my kids are kind of used to that. But something we do that I don't know how it became a tradition, but it just did, is every Christmas we invite people who don't have anywhere to go to be with us Christmas morning. And um, we did that with our neighbor who was a friend. But then one day, Christmas Eve, Lucy came home, my oldest, and she's like, hey, mom, I met these two guys. They're Jehovah's Witnesses. I met them on the street and they don't have anywhere to go for Christmas morning. Mm. So I invited them to our house. I was like, okay. So we're out at you know the gas station buying gloves or something. Like we're to make sure they have gifts, <laughs> you know, putting stockings together for them. They came in their pajamas, just like we told them to, with their you know name tags oh. on, and and, um, and we had an amazing time with them. But so now that's tradition. So it's to the point where so now we have this these this older man, older woman who join us every year now, and another friend and. Um, someone else, but we're talking about as a family going on a cruise, possibly over the Christmas vacation, possibly. Mm -hmm. And it's so much a part of our lives to have them with us Christmas morning. We said, Andy and I are like, so do we take them with us (laughs) (laughs) or do we just make sure we're home Christmas morning because they need Mm -hmm. somewhere to go for Christmas morning. So it's something that you think is going to be really complicated and hard, Mm -hmm. but it's actually not that complicated and hard, but it's, it's just what we, it's just who we are now at this point. I think, you know, most of us listening to your voice right now would say that does sound hard (laughs) Mm -hmm. because, you know, we, Mm -hmm. I think we're pretty self ish about Christmas, Mm -hmm. like our tradition, our family, our thing, our gifts, our food. I, every time I always get like an update from you of who was at your house on Christmas and I'm just in awe. I'm like, wow, that is like one of the most acts two things that I know of. I love it. Um, And that the kids are grab. Yeah, have, they love it. They're, they're like, like, hey, be like, met who's... this guy on the street. Yeah, he'll be there. Yeah. Right. Yeah, who's showing us this year, mom? I'm like, yeah. I don't know. Let's find out. But you modeled it for so many years <laughs> right. that when Lucy met them, she was like, hey, I know what to do. Mm-hmm. Yeah, love it. This is yeah. Mm-hmm. What about you, Shani? What do you guys do? One of the things that my oldest kid, older kids, have started to do um, is ask. So they'll like 
my oldest Carice came in to the room one day and she was just like, Hey, um, I'm feeling like since she mentioned a friend's name might, you know, need something. So she's, she was like, I don't know how to, <laughs> you know, I don't want to be, I was like, well, ask, you know, you can, you can ask the question. And, uh, and she asked and she asked if they needed prayer. And, you know, she also asked, she also asked if they needed, you know, anything tangible and the person responded and they did. And so, um, just right now, just kind of encouraging them to ask the question or if they, they're sensing something from the Holy spirit, trust that, you know, Mm -hmm. and, and they can pray into that, but also it is okay (laughs) <laughs> yeah, you know, to say the words or, you know, right. like if it's a friend or, you know, someone that, you know, you can kind of pull them aside and say, or just present them with the thing and say, Hey, yeah. I'm not sure if you need this, but yeah, you know, Here I want to do Trust that. Trust in so, God's spirit, the yeah. unction that you yeah. talked about. Yeah. yeah. Uh-huh. I think one of the best things we've done with our kids is my husband's desire was for them to have an Acts 2 mentality. So when they were in like seventh or eighth grade, he took them through Financial Peace University, which Mm -hmm. is a course that teaches you to save and be responsible with your money Mm -hmm. so that you can give it away. Like there's a real clear call Mm -hmm. to giving in that curriculum. And all of my kids save money better than Bob and I do. And they're very generous. And Mm -hmm. um, they're in that segment that you were talking about, Shani, earlier Mm -hmm. that isn't very generous according to statistics. So if you plant the right stuff in them, the right stuff comes out of them. So Shani, we have a cool way to encourage giving this month. Let's talk about that. Yes. Okay. So- We're encouraging you and your sweet girl to do the Operation Christmas Child Challenge. What's that? Hmm. Well, Operation Christmas Child is a project of Samaritan's Purse. They have delivered millions of gift-filled shoeboxes to boys and girls all around the world. But those shoeboxes have to come from someone. And that's where you come in. We don't want there to be any needy among us. So box subscribers, you'll receive all the materials you need this month to get started. And that'll be in your November box. But if you aren't a current subscriber, we still encourage you to join us by packing your own box or shoe box for someone in your community or abroad. So True Girl subscribers, did you get your True Girl subscription box yet? The November box has been shipped. We're calling it the giving box because it is all about God's providence. And we have a desire to come alongside you to teach your girl that God uses us, the body of Christ, to be his provision. And we have, as Shani said, partnered with Operation Christmas Child. So Her November box is still her box. It's filled with devos, memory cards, all that other great stuff that we send every month and some great gifts. But after she uses everything we sent to her, we're going to encourage her to pass that box on instead of a shoe box, pack that box to send to a girl in need through Operation Christmas Child. In fact, we've worked with Operation Christmas Child to provide some extra special starter items for you and your daughter to pass on. We're sending you the cutest plushie. It's this little plushie that sings and a friendship bracelet kit to help you start your packing. And then your mother-daughter connection experience for the month will be repacking your November box for a tween girl in need. We're going to have instructions in there that show you what other items to pack and labels so you and your girl can track her box as it goes to that special girl. God has appointed that specific box to be packed for. We hope you'll take part in this amazing True Girl Month of Giving. If you're not yet a subscriber, 
head on over to mytruegirl.com or click on the link in the show notes. It's not too late to be a part of this. Next month on the True Girl Momcast, we're diving into the withness of God. That probably isn't actually a word, but you get what I'm saying. We'll unfold one of my favorite ways to think about God, Emmanuel, God with us. And hey, speaking of Providence, did you know the True Girl tour bus is actually named Providence? Yep, we named our tour bus. That's because when our ministry is facing an incredible need, one couple, the Stobers, felt led by God to provide everything we needed to get this tour bus that you see on the road. So come on out to the True Girl Crazy Hair Tour and see Providence. We only have a few more dates left for the fall tour. So go to mytruegirl.com or the link in our show notes and get your tickets today. But hurry, like I said, because there's only a few True Girl events left. And hey, if you see Providence, the tour bus with a bunch of guys hanging around it at some point, it's because we're loaning the bus to the Born to be Brave tour team. Born to be Brave is our father-son event. A lot of you ask about this all the time. Do you have a father-son event? Do you have anything for boys? The answer is yes. Born to be Brave is our father-son event. And let me tell you, this is the event where my son, Jack, made the decision to give his life to Jesus. So go to the show notes to learn more about Born to be Brave and get your tickets today.